Hello and welcome to episode two of the Pitmen Pod. I'm Ryan Hillback. Delighted to be joined by the gaffer himself, Danny Glover. Danny, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, Ryan. Thanks. All good this end. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So, um, I'm, I know you've had opportunities to sort of listen to the uh, the first podcast. There was a quite a lot of love for, for you from the chairman, uh, A. Dando himself. Um, what's your relationship like with him and how important is it for a manager to have a good relationship with the chairman? Uh, yeah, like you say, it's, it's massive, right? Um... I've always, I've always got on with it, with Abe uh, ever since he came, really, to the to the club. I know how he sort of works. I know he's just a passionate man. Do you know what I mean? And and I like, I like that in people. They, sh- they show if you're true and you show your true colours, um, you can respect it. Do you know what I mean? And listen, we 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 have a lot in common. We get on. We do. We have a lot of chats. And and even though he's out the country, I think we talk every day. So. Uh, no, it's good, and we 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 really doing we really are getting on well. So it's um, it's quite easy in that that aspect, right? Brilliant. He mentioned um, during the uh, during the episode that um, that you you did have offers um, whilst the club was kind of in a bit of limbo. What made you want to sort of stick around and be the manager of Hensford and keep um, keep guiding the team? Really, what was it that motivated you? Um, well. To be perfectly honest, in my in my own head, I, I didn't want to leave the previous times. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've left a couple of times. One of the times was my decision. It was like a, a sort of a family decision. I'll be honest, um, and it was probably the wrong one. And so then when I came back the second time, that I was sort of set on sticking around. You know what I mean? And it was sort of taken out of my hands that I, that I sort of had to go and. In a way, that's football, right? You have to sort of accept it. Um, if your face doesn't fit and and it's not quite where people like whether they want you around, you have to you have to deal with it. That's the sort of business that we're in. So this time, when I came back in the middle of last season, um, I was I was really excited to be here. Do you know what I mean? And and I, and I really, even though it was very very difficult. I felt like I embraced it and I, and I wanted to stick around. So I had quite a few offers, to be fair, I'll be totally honest with you, um, in the off-season. And you have to listen to them, but I, I wasn't really swayed. I, I wanted to see how it was going to pan out. And then if there wasn't going to be a club going forward for the next 12 months, then I would have had to make a decision right. But, but I waited until the last possible moment. And there was even people telling me, like at the club and in and involved in the situation that you might have to look after yourself here, Dan. We don't really we've got no answers for you. We can't really tell you what's gonna be around the corner, do you know what I mean? But I was I was sort of adamant in myself, a little bit stubborn probably, that I was gonna see it out and see where it was gonna go and luckily it um it all fell into place and, and now we're here. Yeah, well, your decision must have felt quite vindicated on um, Tuesday when over sort of seven hundred fans um, were present for the uh, the Russia game. How much of a buzz did you get off that? Yeah, massive. Listen, I I explained to the boys, um, the ones who have got in, and a couple of the trialists that it's a bit of a sleeping giant, Hansford. Do you know what I mean? It's it's too big. It's too big for the levels it's been playing at recently, and. If it starts getting a bit of success, a bit, bit of stability, a bit of 
togetherness, then then it can go a long way. And, and if they want to be part of it, they've got to jump on board. Do you know what I mean? And and I think we were gearing up before the game, and I'll let you into a little story. We were ready to go when he'd come and knocked on the door and he said, we're going to have to delay kick-off a couple of minutes um, because there's still loads of fans outside of the, of the ground. So I think that hit home to a few mm-hmm. of the lads, you know what I mean, of what sort of club they've joined because there's not been many many attendances like that that I've seen over the last couple of weeks, let's put it that way, for a friendly, and especially a midweek friendly. So yeah, absolutely. After people coming and supporting the boys and and getting behind the club and hopefully that can continue and we can repay them with some good performances on the pitch. Yeah, well, we've had two friendlies so far, the um, the Stereoport victory and then just a narrow defeat on Tuesday. What have you learnt about the players that you've got during those two games? Um, Stereoport, like you say, was, a, was an early one for us. We'd only had one session, but I wanted to sort of shock the boys into sort of seeing where they'd been at, you know what I mean? We... We did a few, I'd say, a week's worth of work from home individually where we, we logged into an app and we had to put things on and 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 record things that we were doing. And that's a lot of trust. I'm putting a lot of trust in the boys, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And from that, I wanted to see if they could handle the game. And I know Stalport had been in a couple of weeks and I think they'd had a game before they played us. So I knew, and let's be fair, they kept a lot of their team that had done well at step five, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. So listen, I know it was early days, but I knew it was going to be a challenge. And the lads come through flying colours, really, right? They uh, they handled the situation. They, they, they took on the few little ideas that we gave them and, and they come out with a 5-2 victory. So we were happy. But I also knew that going into Russia, it was going to be totally different. I knew... That right, uh, that right, that Liam would have his team ready to go. They'd be sharp, they'd be fit, they'd be strong, and they'd want to come on and put a performance. And after their six nil win, it's hard to obviously replicate that again so soon after. But I knew their tails would be up, and I knew they'd be ready to come and try and put it on us. But I think we handled it really well. I thought, I thought we'd give a give as much as we took I thought it was quite an even game after probably the first 15 minutes and I think we should have probably nicked a draw do you know what I mean and and listen that'll that will be individually for them players and I mean it our players a big learning curve because they've managed to mix it with the step two team but also it's a learning curve in the sense that we've got beats so how do you bounce back do you know what I mean we're in training tonight um, I want to see how buoyant they are. I want to see if the smiles are still on the faces. I want to see if they're up for the the session and going into Saturday where it's going to be another tough task. So it'll be interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, um, d- during pre-season, I guess that a lot of managers do say the results aren't the important thing. It's more about cohesion and about um, trying to see what works. Do you as a manager um, focus on the results during pre-season or is it all just about preparation? Do you want the truth? The truth is, when I've played previously, I've, on a personal level, I've had some pre-seasons where I've been flying and I've got to the league and I'm, I'm like, what's happened here? I can't I can't score a goal in probably the first five or six games. <laughs> yeah. you know? I've had other pre-seasons where I, I remember one at Hensford where it was under Rob and Larry and I, 
I didn't score a goal pre-season. They're on my case, threatening to bring other people in. Mm. Come on, Dan, you need to start performing, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, hell, I'm, I'm grafting, I'm doing everything I need to do. I just can't, I can't put in the performance or get a goal. And then I started the season and I couldn't stop scoring. So it's weird. But however, what I will say is winning breeds confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Confidence improves mentality and togetherness. So... Winning is important in pre-season, right, in terms of in terms of getting that camaraderie if you've got a new group, if that makes sense. If you've been together four or five years, the camaraderie is probably already there. If you're a new group where you're bringing 14, 15 players in that are new together and trying to bred them in quickly, then winning helps that massively. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And do you try sort of different things during pre-season or, or do you keep to one sort of system and um, no, no going I'll in? A couple of, I'll try a couple of systems, not really one for throwing all different types of scenarios in there in terms of formations because I think that that can brainwash the players into thinking there's too many, there's too many thoughts, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's too many different scenarios, whereas... I won't keep it very basic, but I will have a couple of ideas that we will be working on. And I'll throw a couple of challenges into the lads just to see little tests, just to see how they react, how they deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've no, absolutely. Most of these lads, I've played against most of these lads, so I know a lot about them. But there's a couple of new lads that, that are trying to bring in and bed in. And there's a couple of lads where you want to see what they're like on a three-time-a-week basis. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. And I'm does going it... to throw these little ideas in just to get, just to get a feel for how, how they are they're going to be and how the group's going to react to different things. Because I'm not I'm not silly, Ray. I know it's not going to be easy. I know it's not going to be all plain sailing. It's going to be very difficult at times. And I'm new to this side of managing, so... I've had a bit of experience, but I've not got the world most, you know what I mean? I've not got the world's most experienced little book in my bag where I can go, oh, I've been through this before, I've been through... I'm learning as well, so it's one of them where we've got to try and put it all together and hopefully we we we, uh, we achieve a couple of things and, and have an enjoyable season. Yeah, you mentioned about experience there. You've played under and been around some some quite um, good managers. Um, just thinking off the top of my head, Mickey Adams at Port Vale. Um, when, uh, as a player, you're not playing or you're not part of plans, I can imagine it'd be frustrating. But now you're a manager, can you kind of see where those managers were coming from during your playing days? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you can't always play. The older I've got, I've realised... I've realised, especially as a centre-forward in my position, you can't always be the centre of attention, you can't always be performing. The lads rely on you massively, but you can't always produce what you need to produce, do you know what I mean? And and that takes experience, right? You've got to, you've got to go through them situations to keep sticking in there and keep turning up and know that your skills are good enough to get get you over the line in, in that aspect and, and perform to your quality. But I learned a lot from managers. I learned probably more negatives than I did in po- than positives. If I'm, if I'm honest with you, I feel that I've learned a lot of ways that how not to, not to deal with people in terms yeah. of that, 
that that aspect in turn uh, with regarding at the end of the day footballers are human do you know what I mean yeah no I agree it's more, it's more about treating them and respecting them as people more than they're just a piece of meat that are going to go out there and perform for my team and and I think the lads buy into that I think they realise I'm here in terms of a person first and foremost and secondly I'll, I'll try and help them develop and improve and gain a winning mentality or keep them in that aspect if they've already got a winning mentality um, going forward and, and that's that's where I'm sort of coming from and, and not only that Ryan I work in a in a job uh, in my everyday job that's with disadvantaged people do you know what I mean I work in an SEN school where oh, wow. they're not as, as privileged as myself and you have to be very adapting. You have to be able to deal with people. You have to be able to deal with different scenarios. And I could go into detail, but some of the situations I've been in have been quite, quite serious, really. So, so I can bring all that knowledge to into football and try and adapt it and and try and help from that aspect. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm I'm taking on board all the the advice I've took from the many managers that I've been with. And trying to put that into being the best version of, say, Danny Glover as a manager. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm curious when you're mentioning about sort of your day job. That's a different kind of pressure to sort of scoring goals and managing a team. How do you balance being a manager of what, what is what I consider to be one of the biggest um, non-league clubs, especially in the Midlands, with your day job, which also sounds quite challenging. Yeah, it's tough, mate. Men- mentally, it's tough. It's um you're constantly on the go, on the go in your brain. Do you know what I mean? You're constantly thinking, trying to trying to be proactive. However, I've got like a good. I'm at a good school where they look after me. Do you know what I mean? The the, the owners have played football themselves, so they sort of know what I'm going through, and uh, I can go for them for a bit of advice or a bit of bit of information. And then, like you say, I've got a good group around me at Hensford that know know what I'm in and Craney's in a similar sort of background mm. to myself so we can vent and we can get ideas off and things and and that's why it works so well right do you know what I mean yeah you have to speak you have to communicate and I, and I think my years of football and my years in working in the school my, my communication is it can always be better. Don't get me wrong. I feel anything you can always improve, and you're always learning. But I think I'm in I'm in a good position to be able to help players, young lads, in different scenarios in all walks of life. So yeah, I um, I embrace the difficulties and just try and roll with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. You mentioned Craney there. Um, he's your your right hand man. Um, how how pleased are you to have him? Yeah, massive. Listen, a lot of people know Hansford, what I went through last season in terms of my backroom team with with what happened with Guy, and he was sort of there for me, the man that that uh, had been there, seen it, and done it, and that was my go-to, along with my old man, of course. My old yeah. man had a really good career in the game, and I'm quite privileged in that aspect that I've got people around me that I can bounce ideas off and take advice, and and probably. When I'm not stuck, but sort of, yeah, probably I'd say a little bit stuck for ideas or how I I adapt or how I need advice in this situation. They were my go-to people. So when I saw that lost guy, it was a difficult one. Um, 
had Deeks and that come into the role, which which helped me again because he's been there and done it. But I had to find someone that was going to be there in it with me in terms of this season with the difficulty we're facing regarding us saving the club, but like budgets tight, and you know what I mean. And I had to find go outside the box a little bit and find someone that I could rely on in between the sticks and also rely on as a backroom team and and, and bounce ideas off and Craney Craney was that ideal person, do you know what I mean, right? Yeah. And since he's been here it's been a, a breath of fresh air really. Yeah, can I just take you back to sort of your playing career, particularly when you came through the ranks at Port Vale, making your League One debut at Ellen Road, probably one of the most iconic um, stadiums in England. Um, how, how was that for you? Um, it was surreal, really, right? I've got your little story for that, to be fair. <laughs> um, so, I've been I've been training well, I've been playing well, academy, reserves, so... I was it. I was only a young lad. I think I couldn't have been no, much older than seventeen, and I was itching to be in and around the atmosphere. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I got on the bench previously, but I hadn't come on. Swansea at home, and then I got the nod that I was going to be in the squad again at Ellen Road. So anyway, I'm warming up, and there's a there's an atmosphere there where you don't get it in many football clubs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, no, I've been a few times. People, it's uh, quite hostile. Yeah, you're not. If you don't play for Leeds, they don't like you. So I was getting all kinds of abuse, as you can imagine, with having ginger hair. <laughs> off, you know, and uh, taking it. And then all of a sudden I heard a little Yorkshire accent. I'm not going to do it because I'm not very good at Yorkshire accents. <laughs> but he was shouting me to look at him. And as I looked at him, all of a sudden I just got a meat of p- potato pie launched at me that hit me in the side of the, the neck and the shoulder sort of thing. <laughs> and I was like... Wow, I was like, is this what football's like? Do you know what I mean? And it sort of woke me up to it can be quite hostile. So um yeah, I had to learn on my feet right, do you know what I mean? I was I was thrown in the deep end sort of thing and I had to get on with it. But I wouldn't change anything. It was it was a very crazy experience, let's put it that way. Yeah, because there's so many kids and, and you know, young people that want to be footballers and you having the chance to sort of be a professional footballer and I'm thinking about the current Hensford squad as well there's probably players there with aspirations to you know perhaps try it at the professional game you've been there what does it take to be a professional footballer um it takes so much mate I feel like if I know what I know now five years ago in terms of mentalities and, and how strong you have to be mentally I think if I was to ever give anyone advice in young players, young semi-professional players that play for my team or in the non-league scene, is and my son, if he wants to go on and play football, and my youngest son as well, don't just train your football skills and, and your your ability and with a football, train your mind also. Do you know what I mean? And 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 that will go a long way. I think you have to be so thick-skinned. It's some it's real riding. And, and a lot of young players, that's where I feel like they're not... They fall to in terms of that aspect because you're not given that. And I wasn't wasn't really given that to a degree of, of how mentally strong and how mentally challenging that football can be. And, and I'd probably look at that more than ever now, do you know what I mean? Because social media was early days when I was around. It's rife nowadays, do you know what I mean, right? And yeah. 
you tune every every aspect. Someone's talking about football somewhere, and don't get me wrong, it's brilliant for the game and in one sense, but it's also very tricky for individuals and in the other aspects. So yeah, absolutely. If I was to give any bit of advice, it would be yeah, it'd be train as much as you can and, and keep keep turning up. If it's not going for you, keep turning up. But also train your mind, do you know what I mean? And and get your mind into a into a position where you're so mentally focused that that things can't really break you and, and I think you could go a long way. Yeah. Um just the last one for me before we've got some um some uh fans have put some comments in on the post um questions to put to you. Um fixtures have come out today. Um have you had a look and have you got any early thoughts on, on the games? Think the first one is at home to Trafford? No, yeah, listen, it, it, it's exciting, isn't it? When the when the fixtures come out it starts becoming real and a few of the lads on the group are, have seen them and are buzzing and, and you look for little clusters of fixtures where you think well, there's some big games there or looking at it from a bigger aspect or oh, there's going to be a few that are going to come and it'll be a good atmosphere at Hensford. And I, I generally think that this season it's going to be difficult for us at home because people are going to come to Hensford and see that the football club and this pitch and the stadium is massive, do you know what I mean? And they're going to raise the game. And we've got to be ready and prepared for that, Ryan. And that's what I'm just try, going to try and instill on the boys that that you're going to be playing every other week at the best stadium in the in the league. So you've got to bring your best. You know what I mean? You've got to be ready for whatever whatever's thrown at us. And and it's always a good start to start at home. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Trafford will come and they'll be up for it. Trust me. And I, and I know they travel well, so there should be a couple of fans coming as well. So. It'll be interesting, mate. It'll be really interesting and, and really exciting to play a few new teams. And I think the league this year is going to be the most difficult it's probably ever been at this level because there's some really good teams in it. Yeah, so um, just uh, moving on to a few fans have, um, as I said, dropped some comments in to ask you questions. One actually comes from a, um, a Russell fan. Um, he mentions about how uh, how how great you were when you were at uh, when you were at Russell, um, and then he also talks about managing smaller squads. Are you the kind of manager that prefers to have a smaller squad in terms of it's easy to work with, or do you like as much options as possible? No, absolutely. Listen, uh, ever since I took the role on, I've spoke to the the um, chairman Terry, and I always said the thing that was. The issue in between the time that I sort of left and was was during that season was Hensford last time was there was too much change, do you know what I mean? There's too much if you too many players. One fans can't have favourite players because they don't know whether they're gonna be there from month to month, a couple of months, they might have moved on, there'll be a new player in. There's, there's no stability. And, and also, like, there's a downgrade for football players. Like, I think there was me, Tom Foley, Ben Bailey. Rec over recent years, we've been here probably the longest period and played with no end amount of players because there was change. To, and it's difficult. You can't get any... You can't get any morale. You can't get any... You can't work on your game together because you're not there long enough. Do you know what I mean, Ryan? And all yeah. these things have an issue where you end up having a season like last season where nothing came off for us mm -hmm. from the start, really. And it was it was doom and gloom all the way through. And and it, it was difficult. So there's one thing that I'm going to be 
if I can be. And the players perform to their ability, the ones that I know what they can bring in terms of why I brought them here. Yeah. If they can perform, they'll be here come the 5th of May or whenever we finish. Do you know what I mean, Ryan? I'm not yeah, one no, of these absolutely. people going to be going, oh, there's a better player out and available. I'll just go and get him in for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to be like that. Because I want the players to want to stay here, and but they've got to realise that my kindness is not going to be taken for weakness. Like, if I've got to be ruthless and they're not performing, then they've got to understand that they need to perform. Do you know what I mean? So it's a tight line, but I also understand that there's got to be a group there and the group will will help us be better. It won't be individuals. Because if you're, say, a, a striker or a centre-back and, and, I don't know, you've been at the, the club for a season or two um, and you're constantly having new partners, surely you can't get any rhythm or, or any relationship with them? Absolutely, mate. That's the, the main reason. You, it has a knock-on effect on everything. Fans become disgruntled because there's too much change. Players become disgruntled because they can't form friendships, relationships, partnerships. And performances take a hit, do you know what I mean? And it's it's a, like a, a vicious circle at the end of the day, Ryan, and and that's what I'm here to try and I feel like I've, we've done some good business in the, in the off-season and and these lads, if they perform the way that I think they can and, and they bring the mentality that I think they can, then they'll be here for the long haul, do you know what I mean? It's not just this season, Ryan. It, goes, it builds into next season. I've looked at previous clubs... And Rush, no surprise, let's look at Rushall. Last season, when I was at, when, and I don't mean the scene just gone, I mean the previous to that, when I was at Rushall, we had a, we had a squad of 16, 17, and that, that chap makes a good valid point. And probably 15 of us were there when we lost in the playoff semi final. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and no one really changed. And that's why we had a great team morale and change of movement. It got us through so many tough victories and, and got us right up where we wanted to be and then most of the fellas stayed on last season and, and look where look where they end up getting they ended up getting out the league so it's no it's no real trick to if you can get a good group and, and build with that group and keep the group there that that it, it builds success do you know what I mean look at Altrincham they, they mm. did it five or six years ago where they went they went up the leagues. They then went down the leagues when they got too high, but they stuck with the same group and they went back up. and And that's that's sort of how it's really got to be in our levels. Do you know what I mean, Ryan? Yeah, no, absolutely. Don't get me wrong; it's not easy, but otherwise everyone would be doing it. But <laughs> you've got to sort of have that foundation, and and that's sort of my job to instill and get these boys understanding that and and all jumping on the same ship and sailing in the same direction. Yeah, I'll try and rattle through these quickly because I'm a bit conscious that there's a squad of uh, Henser players probably running around a mock without you if you don't get to training. Um, no uh, uh, Trevor Edwards has asked, um, do you see uh, Craney and yourself in the starting eleven on a regular basis this season? Um, listen, I'll be truthful there, Trevor. If we're playing well, and we're performing, and I can't see why we're not in the team in terms of that aspect. I think we can still both do a job at the level, and I'd back myself and I'd back Craney to to perform. However, we're going to be a, we're going to be a good group. So if there's other other lads outperforming us and deserving of the shirt, then then 
then so be it. Just because we're in the position we're in doesn't mean we're guaranteed to play. And that's what that's what the lads will come to understand. You know what I mean? It's it's all about the sixteen to eighteen boys we're going to have. It's not going to be about three or four or the eleven. It's never going to be like that for me. Yeah, well, Va- Vaughan Murphy sort of um, asking um, kind of a question that you sort of alluded to at the end there. Um, when you're a sh- as a striker yourself, does looking for other strikers to bring in seem bittersweet? Are you sort of looking at going or picking someone that might um, nick my place in a way? Or do, how, how do you recruit strikers, for example? Look, 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 for the, look for the next Danny Glover and <laughs> you can bang a few goals in. And... No, listen, I'm, a, I'm one of these people where... The older I've got, probably young. When you're young, centre forward, you want to be the main man, you want to be the number nine, you want to be the centre of attention sort of thing. And that's the discipline that the arrogance a little bit you have to have if you're going to be a good striker. But the older I've got, I've realised that I played that many years as an individual striker as a one. And it's a hard, tough, long Mm. slog. And um, don't get me wrong, I've managed to do well. I've managed to chip in with a fair amount of goals. But definitely the older I've got at partnerships and, and I always used to love growing up and I know this is the other end of the scale but I used to love watching York and Cole or, yeah that, that was my, mine growing Kevin up as well and Kevin Phillips for instance I, I always pick out different partnerships and think I wonder what it was like to be in that partnership playing well together and and you know what I mean and, and I'd always look to say that that's what my team, I want in my teams. I want the forwards to be chipping in on all of them. If we have three forwards, I want all three of them to be scoring. If we have four, I want all four of us to be scoring. It's not going to be a place of, oh, I'll bring three strikers in that are different to me and I'll play every week and they can play with me. Or it'll be, it'll be listen, we'll be working in partnerships and if I feel that they're better suited to a game, then they'll play. I, I have no... Uh, issues with that, do you know what I mean? But I still genuinely believe in his answer. And his answer, it's not so bittersweet. I, I want competition. Competition is good, and that'll bring the best out of me. And I also feel that I can still perform at the level, so I'm still going to play some part. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, this is an interesting one, and as a fan, um, I've thought this before, but it'd be interesting to hear what 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 a manager sort of thinks about it. Um, you know, when sort of um oppositions are doing, you know, the pre-match routines and the drills. Do you, um, Ken Gosling's yeah. asking, do you actually watch them, and does it give you food for thought? Do you think, oh, we might try that, or are you scouting for anything that they might see during the warm-up drills? Yeah, listen, it's it, it's tricky if you're in um, my situation because obviously I've got to focus on the boys, make sure they're up for it, make sure I could be involved in the session, um, focusing on trying to get ready for the game. So it's tough, and and I can't be like a Jurgen Klopp that stands and stands <laughs> and watches twenty minutes of the opposition warm up because I haven't got the staff and we haven't got got that group of thingy that I can just let get on with it. Do you know what I mean, right? However, when I watch games back or I watch games on the telly or I'll go and watch games, like you say, in opposition that we're going to be playing, I always look at them things to pick up ideas. I'm always like that as a person in general. I always think you can always learn. I think you can pick up advice. You can be a bit of a sponge. You can, you can pinch little things that you think will be good to adapt to your 
warm up and I did that warm up with Russell a couple of years ago what, what I think he could be on about and I know it is a good warm up it gets you going it, it, um, it adds it adds a little bit to to players and yeah I'll, I'll adapt mine I think I've got quite a good one going at the moment and I was happy with it towards the end of last season and I think that helped us perform in more games probably in the last 10 games of last season was we were ready to go from the off do you know what I mean and, and that's why I've probably stuck with it so far but I'm always willing to look and, and adapt if I think little things can help us so good question we've got three more I'll quickly rattle through them because uh, I don't want you to be late for training um, so yeah, yeah. Daz Balls asked um, if you are looking to strengthen the squad even more or are you happy with what you've got uh, I think I've, I've answered that to a uh, degree earlier on in terms of I'm happy with the business we've done, guys. I, I feel like we need a couple more bodies because we've only got 15 to 16 signs. You, you can't run a group on 15 or 16. We picked up a, niggle, a few niggling injuries from Tuesday night's game. And, and when the games come thick and fast, and I know we're in, I think, five cup competitions next season, um, including the trophy and and the FA Cup as well as the seniors. So there's going to be games all the time. So it's one of them, Ryan. You've got to weigh it up. You can't have too many players because players are going to be unhappy and there'll be a bit, bit of tricky to keep them all happy. But you've got to have a couple and, and make them buy into what we're trying to do. So I've, it'll be out of the lads that I've got on trial at the moment. And I know it's difficult because they're all named trialists and you you can't really tell who they are. <laughs> I was thinking that uh, it was a. They, they don't. The reasons behind that are because they don't want bigger teams coming in and no, of course, their, the players and knowing more about them straight from the off. Do you know what I mean? And 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 I, and I think that's why other teams do it, and we're going to be no different. But uh, listen, there's a few trialists in that they're fine for a couple of places, so. It's exciting. They're all they're all chomping at the bit, and they're all giving their all and fair play to them. There's 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 going to be a few tough decisions. So yeah, yeah. Answer to Daz's question. That's where I'm at with that one. Just on the trial listing, um, it always makes me laugh when teams put out their team sheet on social media and one to 11's trial list. It's quite uh, quite amusing. Yeah, yeah. Um, JLS is uh, asking you what your aims are for the season. I mean, I, I know that probably a lot of fans will be expecting promotion, um, and uh, they'll they'll see some of the teams in in our league and think we should we should be going up. But it's not going to be as easy as people think, is it? No, uh, Ryan. Listen, it, it's difficult. Um, it's it's not uh, going to be an easy year at all regarding that aspect because like I say there'll be a lot of teams paying high a lot more money than us even at this league and that's just the situation we're in do you know what I mean I, I, I'm I, always one of these people that, that aims for the top I don't see why you take part in sport if you're willing to finish 10th 11th 12th or 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 anywhere say 6th for instance you, you always want to go for the, the very top however there's got to be a little bit of realisation that we're, we're a new group. We were only just saved at the last minute, right? We've, we've not got the biggest budget. We are a big football club. And, and this is what I'm going to be putting to the lads. And this is why mine and Craney's experience come in a lot. That There's always expectation here. 
there's always pressure no matter what no matter what um budget you've got no matter what you know what league you're in do you know what i mean and and that's what playing for hensford brings and these lads have got to learn to have to deal with it and and it's one of them i have got aims individually I always have aims, set myself goal targets, I set myself performances. Um, as a collective, as a group, we'll have aims in terms of a player mentality, this is. We'll have aims as a group, and that'll stay in the changing room. And as a coaching staff and a management team, we'll have aims, and we'll, we'll G the boys along and get them focused and big them up and, and get them going and trying to believe in what we, we want. But... Listen, I just want it to be, if I'm going to be brutally honest with this question, I want it to be an enjoyable season. And if that takes us wherever that takes us, it, it might take us a good cup run. It, it might not. It might take us a good league position. It might not. But if we have an enjoyable season and we're in we're in more games than we're not in and we're scrapping and fighting and fans feel like they can get behind us, like they did to the back end of last season, even though we were, we were going down, I think the fans stuck with us because they could see we were giving it our all and if we can have a season like that that's stable and, and, and a happy place to come and and people are all in it together and they feel like they can get behind a team and, and get to know a team then I think we'll have succeeded if that makes sense right yeah no absolutely final question um, comes from Mark uh, Yerum uh, what's the most memorable goal you've scored for the Pitman? oh I know you've banged in a fair few, so... I've scored quite a few, but I, I probably remember all of them. Um, that's the funny thing, the strikers. You always remember... I always seem to remember my goals, do you know what I mean? If, if people talk to me about certain games, I can I can remember life I've scored or how I've scored. And Yeah, it's just one of them. I, I think I'm going to have to go with... A couple of years ago, I think we played Ultringham in the, the semi-final of, of the playoffs, and it was a two-legged affair back then. Um, and I'd, we'd had a good game Ultringham were right at the top all season just like ourselves and it was tough and we were well in it and I think I got, took a knock on my head I remember this game quite well I took a knock on my head and had a big gash in the side of my head and I had to go off and have loads of Vaseline and a bandage around my head and it looked like lads were calling me like an ice gem because my <laughs> hair was sticking out the top and there was a point where I didn't think I was able to play on. They were trying to bring me off. And I was like, no, just take it off. I'll play on, I'll play on. I want to be involved. And, um, yeah, I think a couple of minutes after, I remember the ball was in the air about 25, 30 yards out. And I managed to jump, chest it down and just hit a volley on my left foot. And it went over the goalie and in. And it was a good goal, to be fair. I do have to admit, I'm not one of these people that big myself up, but it was a bit lucky. I hit it really well. I concentrated on it and it flew in. The unlucky part was we ended up drawing the game, I think, 2-2, and we ended up going out in the final moments in the second leg, 2-1, and it, it wasn't really meant for anything. But, yeah, at the time, it was probably that was probably my best goal, right? Danny, thanks so much for your time. We'll let you get off to training. Um, uh, just, just very, very finally, um, Nuneaton on Sunday, try and get as many people through the door as possible. What kind of test will that bring for you? Yeah, Saturday, right, Saturday. I think you're getting your days mixed up. Oh, so did I say Friday? Oh, dear. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Don't turn up to Keys Park on Friday because there'll be no game. No, yeah, all Sunday, mate. Yeah, all Sunday, Saturday's, yeah. Saturday's a big one. Um, 
it's another test. And like I said, going into what I'm going to be on the players tonight regarding can they bounce back? They've got a bit of a defeat. Can they put in another good performance? And can we try and take some up from the game? It'll be, it'll be a big challenge because obviously they're in league above and they're going for their own aspirations next year and they've got a good squad. But um, hopefully I see all of you down and we have a similar similar uh, atmosphere and attendance because it was really appreciated by everyone. And I look forward to seeing you all there. So see you Saturday. Yeah, not Sunday or Friday. <laughs> Danny, thanks yeah, so much for your time. Um, and uh, right. you, cheers, mate. Take care. Appreciate it, mate. Bye, 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 bye.